Hello and welcome to the Cafe Hustle podcast. I'm Andy Jones and today I'm talking to Jess and Joel Grubbs in part two of our conversation about their business, Transient Coffee Company. Now, in episode one, we spoke about their journey into coffee and discovering what coffee was all about and learning how to roast and also the growth of their business into a coffee trailer and the development and the fit out of that the construction of it which was done all by them so make sure you check that out there's a link in the show notes to this episode to take you back to that first before we get into this episode now today's episode is all about what how they dealt with their coffee trailer being totaled essentially less than a month after it was finished and what their plans are now in terms of the future of the transit coffee company so we're going to jump into this part of the episode after we get back from thanking our sponsor anyone who's ever removed themselves from the business know it's so important to have your systems in place more importantly than that is having those systems in an accessible and editable way if that's what you're looking for make sure you check out trainual it's a really powerful document management system that allows you to customize update and share your critical systems and checklists Head over to Trainual, enter the code Cafe Hustle for ten percent off your first twelve months. Yeah. Now you touched on there that it got hit, and we'll get into that story yeah. now. Really. So, how long was it? Were you able to use it for any period of time before exactly. it got hit? Exactly one month. We got our health department approval on August third. It got hit September third. And, so, and we waited a month really to do any events because we were so burnt out from yeah. building it. And we ended up booking a trip to Arizona to get away and try to, you know, de- decompress from all of the stress. We've passed all our health inspections and everything. And so we just sat on it, wanted to have the last month of the summer with our kids. So we did three events. And then it got hit. <laughs> yeah. We were literally like loaded up. Ready, ready, for, ready an for an event in the morning. So the generator was in there, everything. Um, I was thinking about, I'm like, oh, I, I should I should hook it up with the truck tonight. So that way I don't have to hook it up with the truck in the morning. But I was like, I was being lazy. I was like, nah, uh, I'll just do it in the morning. It'll t- take me five minutes. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, I'm glad I did that because you know, otherwise I would have probably told them my truck at the same time too. So yeah so yeah so yeah so tell us a story about it getting hit then and <laughs> yeah so what we actually happened yeah so we uh i had it parked on the street because it's a little bit of a process to get it out of our driveway so i had it parked on the street loaded up ready to go uh, where it normally sits yeah most of the time yeah it normally sat there so it was it, it wasn't out of the ordinary for it to be in the spot it was at um we went to bed that night about 10 o'clock and we had just finished, you know, we, we had loaded up early in the day. So we were ready to go and we just laid down, turned the lights off and probably less than a minute. It was probably 30 to 45 seconds later. We heard this loud, just bang. And we sat there for a second and all of a sudden we went, Oh crap. Because we're trying to figure out what the noise was because there, there, there's a transformer for the electricity kind of in between a bunch of our houses here. So like the transformer below, like what was that sound? It was kind of different. It was. It sounded like a huge explosion. 
And we live near like a nuclear energy plant. And so I thought, oh, it just exploded. We're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and we, and then it, it, no less than like 10 seconds later, we kind of st- stopped and delayed and we're like, oh no. So I ran downstairs. In his underwear. Pulled the blinds up, looked, and sure enough, there was a trailer about 45, 50 feet further from where it was in front of the neighbor's house. And there's this car basically right where I, I parked the trailer that was sitting there damaged. And there's a guy standing in the middle of the street kind of looking around like what just happened. So I, you know, still my underwear, I ran outside and he was uh, definitely confused and what was going on. And so he was like, really just kind of like, kind of looking like he was wanting to leave. Like, oh, like, oh, just just trying to figure out, like, get his bearings and just trying to figure out how to leave. And I was like, I definitely knew I needed to stand there for, for a minute because this guy wasn't was going to try to, 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 like, take off. He was, he was being skittish and kind of being weird. Uh, and Jess came out behind me afterwards, and she was on the phone with the police, like, telling them to come. My, all my neighbors came out and all, all that stuff. And he kept on saying, like, I need to go. Are the cops coming? Because I, I need to leave. I, I got to work in the morning. And we're like, this guy's acting weird. Like, and I, I smelled alcohol on him, and he had admitted he had admitted he had, he had been drinking, but like, but he had reached down. He he claimed he reached down for a sandwich and wasn't paying attention and overcorrected when he saw when he was coming around the corner from our house and overcorrected and went into the back of the trailer. Uh, which fortunately our, our neighbors across directly across the street from us have a ring camera and they got the whole thing on video. Uh, and so we pretty much saw like he came around the corner from our house and swerved and went to, he was looking like he was going to hit the guy's car across the street from us, but then overcorrected and then went right into the back of the trailer. Um, so it, it turned out he was a drunk driver and, the, well, the police won't say that though. So they didn't they didn't give a full sobriety test and they ended up just ticketing him for reckless driving. Um but there in my opinion there was enough evidence to show that that he was drunk. Yeah. yeah. I've certainly been drinking. So in yeah. terms of then we're nearly we're getting on for 10 months then since it's been hit. Yeah. What's the process been like? Were you more or less into getting it repaired straight away or was there a delay to getting that process started? Um, So originally we tried to go through his insurance and he clearly did not have enough insurance to cover business expenses. Um, So we went through ours and uh, we went, we had to, well, originally the hard part was because of 2020, there's been a really high demand for food trucks and trailers. And so there's nothing for sale on the market, new or used. And so they took a good four months, well, probably almost four months, yeah. Or closer to six to eight to even be able to give our trailer evaluation of what market value would pay for a coffee truck. Uh, they hired multiple people to try to figure this out, and they could not figure out what it was worth. Um, 
And so at the end of the day, they just gave us what we were insured for um, at the time. And they ended up totaling it. So we bought it back from them. And it was more than enough after that to get it repaired. Um, Luckily, nothing was really damaged on the inside other than a few little fittings and some scratches. The most of what was damaged was the vertical beam in the back. And so we just had to get that re-welded. The axles were fine. Um, We had to get the hitch re-welded as well. It was, the trailer was on the ground. And our, like, water tanks needed some repair. But as far as, like, our espresso machine, our grinders, our generator, everything except, like, the milk, you know, got destroyed Um, everything else was pretty much intact. And so, um, we were able to, to use that money to repair it. But the thing that took the longest, yeah, that might've been four or five months to get a payout for that. But what took the longest is how do we, um, how do we project our loss of sales? Because we were insured for loss of sales for up to a year, but we've only done three events. And our roasting side of our business has nothing to do with the success of the trailer. And so we essentially had to build a business plan from scratch and look at every possible event in the area that we could have been a part of and project what would be the estimated attendance, what's the average cost per customer, um, what are our costs, and what would be our net sales. and. So we spent a good amount of time doing that, tried to gather as much evidence as we could of that, and then sent it off. And they had to hire a forensic accountant to go through it and with a fine-tooth comb and see what. But at the end of the day, like, they can't prove us wrong. But we there's also just not enough um, history, sales history, to show that this is really what it could be. So at the end of the day, they just sided with us (laughs) and we ended up getting um, a payout for that as well, which helped to pay off the, um, the credit debt that we had on the trailer from building it from the beginning. So in this whole process of waiting nine months for a payout, you know, we still have credit card bills and things from, from building it. Um, so that was, that was a little intense there and thank God it wasn't our only source of income at the time. Um, that's where we're at. It just highlights the importance of having the right insurance. And although it it is a battle, (laughs) it would be a totally different story if you didn't have that, that cover in there. And, and like you were saying before, Jess, in terms of when you're building something like this, and especially when you're bootstrapping it yourselves, it needs to be making money from the very very beginning and in your situation you've had this guy crash into it and suddenly it's unable to to make that money without that insurance although it's now what we're talking 10 months down the line or whenever even five six months down the line that money or that lost revenue is coming back in right it just shows how different the situation could have been without that insurance in place right and we went through a lot of emotional like process too like this has been our baby right like we, we spent months doing it our kids lost their 
you know, so summer vacation because we spent all of our spare time doing this. We were burnt out. We were arguing with each other. We were like doing all this stuff. And then now all of a sudden this thing, this thing that caused this much stuff was now broken. And we're like, at first we were like, we're done. We're not doing yeah. this anymore. We're, we're, we're burnt out. We were stressed out. And we're like, it got hit. Okay. This must be a sign from God. We're done. Because <laughs> like, this is like, we were like literally like, it literally went into a mourning process. I mean, we, we went inside the trailer numerous times after it was hit and like, we we're clearing things out and, you know, taking the grinders out and all this kind of stuff. And we'd have times where we just go in there and we, we cry. Like, yeah. it, like, like, so we're like, wow, we put so much of our life, like our blood, sweat and tears in this thing. And now it's just destroyed. And we built this thing and our community around us was so great. Like we, we had neighbors around us stopping by all the time and talking to us and like, rooting for us and, and like encouraging us when we were like you know close to being done and like all this stuff and we like our community around us was so great and then like we had this thing happen and we we're just like we were we, we just said we we're done like we we we, we and, and and that was our answer honestly for probably about three or four months like we were like we're done we're not we're not rebuilding this thing we're just going to be we're going to take the insurance money and just call it good and just wash our hands of it and then we'll change that we sat back. Our community did. Uh, yeah, honestly. honestly, we yeah. had, we were on the news twice. We were in the paper. We had uh, neighbors start to GoFundMe, so that paid for our credit bills until the payout came. Um, we had people walk up to our door and hand us cash, um, and then we had um, our the. Allied Arts Center, which is a, they have an art gallery and they do art programs in the community for children and people. And they do a large festival every year. And um, they reached out to us and you can only get in if you are connected with a nonprofit organization as being a sponsor for them and, and raising money for them essentially. And so they they came to us and they said, "Hey, we really we really want you to be our premier sponsor. You'd get you'd be front and center when everybody drives in. Um, how do you feel about that?" And I said, "Give me a week to think on it. I don't know where I'm at." And um, we finally just thought to ourselves, like at the end of the day, this trailer is can be repaired and it'll be paid off. So if our trailer was sitting in our driveway fixed and paid off right now, would we be trying to sell it? No. So we need to get over ourselves. Our community is still asking for us through this whole process. I'd still get emails all the time Every single day for almost. people <laughs> that wanted us to come out and do events. Like we were just gaining momentum. And so, um, we just felt like we we wanted to be that in our community, and they had supported us so much. So we, I said yes to to that event, and that is coming up here end of July. And so, um, if if it wasn't for that, I don't know if we would still be doing it. <laughs> but yeah. So that was that was basically my next question. And is where what is the the plan in terms of getting it operational again? So July, what are we? Maybe six, five, six weeks away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Are you gonna be ready? Yeah, we should be better ready. Be, yeah. Better <laughs> <Hopefully>. be ready. <laughs> um you know, like uh, as far as like the, the 
like our side of the mountains here, here in Washington, like we actually live about three hours outside of Seattle and like, there's only one company that really builds food trucks on this whole side of the state and which happens to be here in town, like a few miles from our house. Yeah. And so when we, you know, going through insurance stuff like that, getting it repaired, they're like, yeah, we can do it, but it's going to be three to six months. Like, because the, they're just so busy. Like, Everybody's they, doing <clears throat> food trucks right now because of COVID. So they've got 300 trucks in the queue waiting to be built just for our area. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we can do it. So we gave them the deposit to repair it back in January. They're like, okay, we'll let you know when to bring it down. Okay. And we're like, okay, hopefully this works out. And they're like, they're like, we really think we can do it. So we're like, okay, let's let's go through the process. And so sure enough, they're they're almost done. We actually dropped the equipment back off on Monday for them to they're gonna bolt it down to the to the countertops for us so we don't gotta bother strapping it down and stuff like that. So cabinets are back in, countertops are back in, plumbing's basically done. Yep. And so they're putting equipment back in. So we should actually hopefully have it back. Uh, we pick it up this Friday. This Friday, so it'll be back, um, and then we gotta get it, you know, the, the, the outside rewrapped and like look, I do a, a few other things. So we should hopefully be done, and but by, by the time end of July comes, we should be ready to go. Yeah, and hopefully okay. another end of the summer to to really maximize what you can from it as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you got many? Happy- how many events have you got planned? Um, so it's been nice not, not having to work it because we've kind of been able to re-strategize how we want to do this. So rather than kind of being in survival mode and not only figuring out your cafe flow and systems and how you do events, but also the types of events we want to do, um, has been really nice. So we've found that, only major events are really lucrative for us, especially when you're running on a generator for events. Um, so we've we've chosen to be very selective about the events we do, which we can do now because we we are paid off. Um, so we have found uh, we made an agreement with the city. We'll be parked at one of their parks on a really busy street. So we kind of get to be more of a permanent location and gain that regular customer traffic rather than chasing events. And then we'll do our, our favorite farmer's market on Sundays. And, um, and then when the, we have a major event center, a couple of major event centers here. And when they do their trade shows and things like that, we will, um, partner with them as well. But Aside from that, we get to stick in one place and hire employees, which that makes it a lot easier to hire employees to do that rather than always having an event schedule to try to cover. So um, originally, we didn't have a plan for that. And (laughs) we just kind of realized, oh, events, it's not just like, bam, I show up and my coffee, you know, my cafe is ready to go. You know, like there's a good hour and a half, two hours on the front end and the back end of an event that you're not getting paid for, you know? So um, this has really allowed us to sit back and say, okay, what do we really want? What do we want this to look like? So we've gone after um, finding a permanent location and only doing events that we find 
exciting and fun to do. It's, it's more and more important now as well, especially the way things are going. Costs are going up as well. And and like you say, having that permanent spot on the edge yeah. of a park, is it on the edge or is it in it's or even it's around like, the park? It's on the sidewalk on a corner of a very busy street. So what's exciting yeah. about that is the park has food truck pads in it. And we were originally going to be in the park but we would have to move every time they had an event or try to coordinate with that event planner. And um, they called us back and said, Hey, we have this spot right on the outside. It's like in the parking lot, in the parking lot, but it's right next to the grass. So you don't ever have to close for events. People can walk up on the sidewalk in order, or they can drive up in the parking lot in order. And so we said, yes, I'll take it. (laughs) ultimately like locations like that people pay an extremely huge amount of money certainly for brick and mortar businesses so to get that sense and hopefully that will really work for you guys and especially given all that that you've gone through the emotional elements of one building it but also having it completed and then not even able to use it and thinking that this is the end so now i'm like but genuinely, I really hope that this is going to be something that once you get it back this Friday, which hopefully will be the day when this episode goes live, that you will then be on this massive trajectory up to to realize and what you'd envisioned for your trailer. Yes, I think so. You know, I I'm excited for more for anything just for for everybody in our community to see it like rebuilt because like I even even still I get neighbors you know down the street from us like see me in the driveway and stopping by as they're driving by and asks us how things are going and all this kind of stuff. And everybody's rooting for us. And it's kind of the, you know, the, the, the small town, like person, you know, grow, like doing something fun and everybody's kind of rooting for them. So it, it'll be nice for a community that's supported us and, you know, he just bought roasted coffee from us in the interim and all that stuff to be able to see it like, Hey, we're back up and running now. And like being able to like, for them to be able to come to it now and and do all that stuff when they, they saw the whole process from us, you know, starting from a scratch trailer to fully built to this crash and all this kind of stuff, but you know, for them to see it, like that's the exciting thing for me is just for the community now to like, actually like be involved in our story and be involved in, in us, this whole process and, we've been pretty open and honest through social media, like just being like, Hey guys, here's where we're at. And just, so they've been able to kind of walk along this journey with us. And, and that's always something we wanted just our coffee to be part of just be, again, being along with the journey, but we never thought like they would be along with our journey. It was always yeah. us being along their journey. And then, then now there's an opportunity for them to really connect with us in and, our valley time. Yeah. Really. Like, like, like in our crappy second time, they get to like see us like process it and see us like go through the whole thing and the, the range of emotions and all that stuff. And so do hard things. Yeah. So we get yeah. to set the example for our brand. <laughs> but that's that's the coffee industry, whether you're on either side of the fence from a, a customer and the community side or on the business side. This is what we do as a global industry. You hear examples of like coffee bringing these communities together yes. all over the world. So that's that is the joy of of what coffee brings to us as in our communities. Now, how can people find out more about your business? And 
importantly, follow your progress now, getting that trailer back in the end of the this year. Yeah. So we are on Facebook and Instagram um, as Transient Coffee Company. And we also have a website, www.transientcoffeecompany.com, where you can subscribe for coffee, purchase coffee. Um, but we're pretty we're pretty active on Facebook and Instagram about our events and about what's going on in our in our community. Brilliant. Listen, Joel, Jess, thank you so much for sharing your story and and the, the troubles that you've gone through there. I really appreciate it. It's great for other people out there who are listening that have gone through similar things and or are going through similar things right now. And to exp- to see that someone else has experienced the struggles but are now coming out the other end to, to hopefully have a really successful summer. So thank you so much for coming on the Cafe Hustle and having a chat with us. Thank course, you thank for you. having us. I really want to thank Jess and Joel there for a, really a lesson in mindset and what we do when we get knocked back. We, we've we just come through this pandemic where we are now hoping that we're going to be developing our businesses, growing them again, getting back to normal. And now we're getting hit with all these other things that are coming. Inflation, people's money are, is getting tighter, costs are going up left right and center and we now have to be in the mindset that we're going to weather this storm because we know that in our hearts that when we get to this point in our business lives that's why we got into business in the first place we have got that spirit that mental strength to be able to weather these storms and like jess and joel in that episode they have had all that sweat and tears to build this trailer done a lot of the work themselves only for it to be written off a month after it was finished. And now they're in a position where they are getting ready to reopen it again and get back to business. So it's something that we should all take a lesson from. Through that tenacity, through that determination, you can get back on your feet and get back into business. Thank you very much for joining me in this episode on the Cafe Hustle. I really hope that you've taken something from it and reflect on what you've heard in terms of that mindset and that resilience that Jess and Joel have shown there. So thank you again for joining me. As always, I would love your feedback. So drop me an email to andy at thecafehustle.com. I want to know what you think about the episode, what about content. And in fact, I really want to know about your content ideas. Like what would you like to hear me talking about on the Cafe Hustle? Drop me an email with your ideas and hopefully I can arrange someone to come on and, and deliver that value back to you. So anyway, thanks again for joining me on the Cafe Hustle and I'll see you on the next episode.